This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling tell them honestly if you're going through a difficult time let them know Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to The Love Strangers, a Swindon Town fan podcast proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Hello, Joe. Hello. I've gone straight in with Joe here. Joe's okay, isn't it? Yeah, Joe's okay. I mean... Uh, here in Poland, they call me they call me user. Um, we'll, we'll stick with Joe for today. That sounds far cooler, though. User, I've got. Well, I mean, going off topic already, but I've got, I've got many names: Yusef, uh Jozek, Roman. They call me. Uh, this. No, I've got. I've got many names here. They they go by nicknames in this team, and uh, they haven't decided which one they are. They prefer yet. <laughs> well, well, we'll go with Joe for this podcast. Thank you very much for <laughs> yeah. taking part. No, I'm excited. When when you were younger, who did you support and who were your childhood heroes? My whole family is uh, we're Tottenham fans. It's not really a a, a generational thing. Um, my dad, when he came over to England all them years ago, he was a. He says um, the story is behind it that he found a um, when he first came over, he found a Tottenham scarf. <laughs> you know that's 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 the origins of of where the um, where the support comes from. But no. Yeah, I'm a Tottenham fan. They're not the easiest team to support. It's been hard over the years, many heartbreaks, but um, no, it's, 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 it's looking good for us. I mean, on the day of recording yesterday, we signed, signed Gareth Bale back on a, on a one-year one loan. And, uh, you know, that's got me feeling, feeling like a kid. Because, um, 
you know, this this brings us to um, who are my my childhood heroes, and uh, Gareth Bale is um, the the standout for me. I mean, similar position. I mean, when he first started, anyway, left back. When he was making his name at Tottenham, he was he was fairly young, uh, powerful, quick. Everything, everything you really want in a in a player, you know, he was he was technically great. He was a you know a leader. He he take he take the game by by the scruff of the neck, and it 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 he's got many moments where you just go wow, you know, he he wins games, goal scorer. So uh, growing up, I I was buzzing off him. He was he was great, and uh, you know, I hope he can um he can replicate it on a on his return. Yeah, it's it's a big one for him because I mean I remember. Gareth Bale, you know, when I lived in the northeast, I used to go and watch. I must have watched Newcastle versus Tottenham three or four times, and yeah. he was always left back, and he was always going off injured, and then he just sort of exploded when they put him in that attacking role, and became the footballer that he is now. But they're absolutely lapping it up over here with his return. Did you did you enjoy the uh, the Amazon documentary? I haven't, I haven't got round to that yet. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, last season wasn't um, wasn't wasn't the best year to be a be a Tottenham fan. But, um, no, that just that just makes you know it makes the documentary a bit bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm getting round to it. It's good. No, they, I've heard it's good anyway. Yeah, they they they, po- they polish your season quite well, and and you know as people say, it's mostly Jose Mourinho related. But the one thing what I feel, and you know no spoilers don't worry is every time i watch it i just i just think man those changing rooms look warm and cozy not the changing rooms that i was used to when i was a kid i tell you no normally um well the change the the, the tottenham change room is uh it's unbelievable i'm pretty sure most uh most professional clubs are getting getting towards these uh these standards now but um, no, it's nothing nothing like what i used to um <laughs> well, when I was younger, it was turn up in your kit and um, on the way home, try not try not to get the car muddy. The way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, memories. Yeah, great memories. I just don't. I just don't feel like I would be motivated to come on the pitch with the big coat and the nice, warm, heated seats. Just, I just don't. Yeah, think I yeah. Do <laughs> you see, you see some of these, uh, uh, you know, players with their with their big bench coats, the snoods up to the eyeballs, um, gloves. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen some of these European teams where um you know they got they got blankets for the legs and uh you know when you know one one nil up half an hour to go you, you don't really want to be coming on the pitch I mean it would be much easier just to uh, watch from the sideline and um you know have a have a little nap or whatever they do <laughs> yeah exactly Tevez was right okay so you you mentioned you mentioned you know, getting in the car and trying not to be muddy as a kid. That takes us on to the next set section here. So what were your early memories of playing and watching football? So were you a player before you started watching it on TV or going to games? I was playing from, from quite an early age. It was probably when I was uh, four or five, actually. I started off with a team called Field Tigers, which is local to where I'm from uh, in Redden. Basically, the the story behind this is my brother was playing. It was there was three teams. There was it was all one age group. There was a uh, Phil Tigers A team, B team, and C team. And my brother was playing for the A team at the time. He's I think the, the, the lads I was playing with were two two or three years older than me. So um, you know, I got started early. The C team they needed players. Um, so uh, I um I, you know I signed up. 
well, my parents signed me up. You know, so I was playing with with older kids from the start, and um, no, I don't I don't really remember any of the games. The memories I do have is um, there was only one pitch. The C team would play first, the B team would play second, and my brother's brother's A team would um would play in the uh, the afternoon. I remember playing my game, and then B team would play, A team would play, and um, the the waiting in between. I played my game. You know, sometimes it's, it's you know cold, raining, wet. <laughs> I finished my game and, you know, I've, I've just got, there's no point going home because my brother's got a game in an hour or two. So, no, I'm, I don't remember the football from when I first died. I remember the waiting about <laughs> and um, just, just waiting, waiting to go home because um, sometimes, you know, them November, them November, December games, they're, they're not nice. No, not at all. And, and it's testament that you became a footballer. If that's your early memory is being miserable in the wind and rain while waiting for your brother to play, <laughs> it's it's almost a miracle that you decided because that's the age where, you know, decisions are moulded quite early on in, in relation to whether you want to do this for, for in, well, in the future anyway. Okay, so Thil is where, where you start up, Thil Tigers. Tigers, yeah. What, what we talk in positional play as you, as you, go through the years are you are you always a defender I mean my story as I've said a million times like everybody else I started out as a centre forward and there was a centre back by the end and I was happy there and it was good um what was yours I think I've played every, every position early on I was always a, a left midfielder I liked it there I was um that's that's why I was playing till uh it was only till you know when I when I signed for Swindon that was um started to play in defence but um no, I've, I've uh, including goalkeeper. I've played. I've played everywhere growing up. So I, I think that is sort of the way it should be. And so it was. It was a good experience playing all these positions, apart from goalkeeper, which I, I wanted. I wanted to be a goalkeeper, but um, the harsh reality of being a goalkeeper, saying pretty quickly that um, there's there's not much glory to it, mm. and uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's it's pretty boring. So um, I mean, I've. I've I think that lasted a few games, and uh, I don't think I've ever returned between the sticks. No. Does Does Will Henry know you have these uh, beliefs? <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's, it's it's well known goalkeeper unions. Uh, they're a different breed, you know. They they enjoy getting muddy, and um, you know, Will Henry loves his position, and um, fair play to him. I, <laughs> I just can do it. When When was it becoming apparent that? You had a knack for this football luck, and it, there was potential that that clubs would come in for you. What, at what age were were you standing out? I, I don't want to like uh, you know be that guy or anything, but um, it was it, it was pretty early, pretty early on. Um, you know, I was, I was never a wonder kid. I was um, above sort of the level. Um, we have. My mum used to record. My dad used to. Um, this is later on when I played for for Burfield, so maybe eight or nine. My um, my mum used to come to my games. My dad used to go to my brother's games, and my mum used to record them. It was only recently that I was was going back through these clips because it was it was all it's all um you know um it, it wasn't mobile phones back then. My my mum had like a tape recorder, and uh, so I was looking through um all these old old recordings, and um you know I. No, I, I looked back and I was I was a good player playing on the, playing on the left mid, <laughs> scoring free kicks, uh, running down the wing. Um, I was always a good player, but the interest when I was growing up, I wanted to be a, a baker, you know, a chef. So I that, I never really looked as looked at football as a, as a career till um till later on in my life. I was just in I enjoyed football. I enjoyed playing it. Sometimes I was playing three games in a weekend. It never felt like a um 
you know, I got a game today. It was it was always I was looking forward to it. But um, the job aspiration when I was younger was um was to be a was to be a baker. <laughs> whoa, 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 Joe! We'll stop right there, and we'll sack this football stuff off, and let's talk baking. I mean, are you? <laughs> I mean, are you still doing it? No, I I, I never got round to it. Ah. I, I I got caught up in schoolwork and um you know football eventually came along but uh, you know maybe it's a retirement plan I'm not sure. You're not you're not during lockdown. You've not mastered your uh, your baking skills. <laughs> no, I've, I've I've been fairly busy. Ah, right. Okay. We'll we'll go back to the football work. Okay. So you know ability as a kid. I mean. Because, was the recording just so your dad could watch you play or was it like a serious sort of thing that 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 you know they wanted to make sure that you were as good as you could be or was it just you know a bit of family pride just I can't watch Joe's games so I want to watch them when I get home it was it was never it was never anything serious I think my mum just um I, my, I think my mum just enjoyed it it wasn't um you know anything she wasn't there every game recording every game it was mainly um tournaments summer summer tournaments and um you know them them quick yeah. uh eight eight ten minute games it was never you know 20 minute halves so recording the whole thing it was only it was only the little the little tournament games yeah. but um no it's uh it's great because um you know I've, even though there's only a a few few games recorded um no it's all, it's all great memories and uh and it's it's just lucky that i um I was on form when she had the camera. <laughs> I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Summer tournaments are the best part of junior football. Yeah, that unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, the, the burgers. Yeah, the, exactly. Um, there you go. The, uh, the, the bouncy castles. The, um, <laughs> the bouncy castles, the, then. Yeah, <laughs> it's all great. It's... Um, the the, foot, the football's there, but I think I think everyone enjoys it for the for the other reasons. Yes, yeah, the barbecue, always the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so Swindon's hopes of maybe getting another might be quite high. This is Migliaranzi in towards Fallon here. It's Fallon. It's two one. Swindon on fire. That's a great finish. Great finish from Fallon, pulling it onto his right foot and getting away. But it's made by that man Migliaranzi. So, what was your scouting story? What, what, how old were you, and and who else were interested? I, as I, I said, I said earlier, I, I, I played Sunday, uh, well, Sunday, Sunday, you know, league roots football. I'm not, I'm not sure how to call it, but um, you know, Sunday league football. Um, pretty much my whole childhood. I never really, you know, being the footballers always. Um, always the, the dream for many youngsters but um it was never like oh I, I really really want to be a footballer um it was only in, until when I was I mean I mean before I I never really had any academy interest um I just grew up playing football um so when my my dad said uh oh um you, you know we've got we've got you a trial at, um at Swindon I was a little bit like, oh, really? Because um, I was 15 at the time. <clears throat> I was 15 at the time. Um, you know, I, I, I picked my A-levels. I was doing my GCSEs. I was pretty um, pretty set on going to sixth form and just, um, you know, carrying on my studies. And, uh, you know, just pretty much, it, it came out of nowhere and um, it, it, um, it all kicked off pretty quickly. Um because after after a few sessions, 
um, a few weeks, a few months, I um, I had my scholarship and, uh, you know, I was playing, um, within a year I was playing full-time football for um, for Swindon. Yeah. So it's at it's it's 15 that you come into Swindon, is that right? <laughs> I was part of the under-16s um, squad for... Um, for a, a few months um, and basically the way it works is well the way it worked back then was um, the the squad um, you know we're, we're playing for um, we're playing for scholarship places um, because you, you know you, there's there's limited there's limited um, spaces um, so uh, we had meetings and you know I, I've only I was only there for a few months I think I joined maybe October time and uh decisions were being made on um on a you know a big commitment at two-year scholarship yeah. um decisions were being made so i went i went for my meeting i i, I don't think i was i wasn't expecting too much but um, you know i've only been there a few months they let me go it's not, it's not really um you know a big disappointment but no uh, uh got my scholarship um me a few other boys and um kicked on from there do you think the fact that you were so relaxed, you were so set on doing your A-levels at sixth form and that you had nothing to lose, do you think that probably helped in in the terms of getting that under-18s place? Because um, when, when, I, when I turned up for my first couple of sessions, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't, you know, I've never played this level before. Um, so I just kind of just turned up uh, gave it my best shot, um, and you know, uh, Alan Alan McLaughlin was um, was uh, over overseeing all the um, all the academy at this point. You know, all the mm. under 16s and similar age groups. And um, no, he from the start he was great with me. Uh, after a few sessions, he was he was saying, you know, we're interested. We want you to stay about. Um, got me a kit sorted and all that. So I felt like one of the team. And um, you know, I think. I just sort of just turned up, done my best, um, and you know um, you can say, well, I, I got I uh, got lucky, um, got the contract, and uh, kicked on. Yeah, that, how how much does it differ? Because you know you're playing the Sunday system, and that's volunteers, people with coaching badges. Don't get me wrong; it's a lot different to when I was playing, when it was just the dad of a kid, you know, that used to be in the team. But now it's it's a lot different. How how did it compare training alongside kids who had the potential of becoming professional footballers to to the to like the Berkshire Sunday system? It was um, well, I was when I was um, before Swindon, I was playing with this this team called Eversley in California. Um, we, we, you know, we we were a good team for the for the level. We won, we were winning all the local leagues. I think we won we won two two county cups in the season. So, um, you know, we, we we were a pretty good team for the level. And um, uh, two of the players from this team, um, Jordan Edwards and uh, Paolo Paolo Giamatti, um, uh, you know, uh, older brother of current pro Massimo uh, Giamatti. They were they were also playing for Eversley at the time, and um, uh, just only a few weeks before I started training at Swindon, um, they they were on trial as well. So um, I thought I it, it made it easier that I I went into this team knowing a few people, but um, 
you know, there's, you say about me coming in and swooping up a place, there, there was three of us, uh, me, Paolo and Jordan, only been there for a few months. And, um, you know, we all, we all impressed and uh, um, we all went on to um, uh, have full-time scholarships with Swindon. Can we just take a moment to say Eversley in California is the best name for a football club in England I could possibly no, it, think. It, it is good, yeah. <laughs> Who do you play for, Eversley in California? Who do you play for, Phil? <laughs> Amazing. No, good, good team as well. We had, um, as I said, we were winning, winning all the local stuff, oh, and just, um, no, we had, we had a good team. Yeah, we just cherry picked from the best team in the region, like it's kind of standard. But I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Okay, so, I mean, this takes us to the under 18s then. So your two year time um in the in the youth system so was it ever a struggle adapting I mean you've got two colleagues with um Giamatti and Jordan Edwards as well so you're not alone but was it an issue for you to integrate into that setup with with lads that have been around for a while was it pretty easy because I you know I was new, new to everything I, I I had no idea how it worked and stuff um so when I when I got the scholarship I was like you know I, I live in I live in Reading I'm going to have to commute to training every day. Um, I didn't, I didn't, re- I, I had no idea how it was working. Little did I know that um, I'd be put into, um, to, to digs uh, with, um, with a, with a lovely family, uh, Roger and, Roger and Jean Reeves, uh, me, Paolo and Jordan all put in to the same place. And it was, um, you know, I had, I had no idea how any of this stuff worked. So um, this, this is a very good point as well. Like, from somebody again, as mentioned before, you were set on staying with your mates in Reading, doing your doing your A levels, and now you're moved away to live in digs. Something that you didn't ask for, you know. You just you know trained, you impressed, you got an offer, you've taken it. But these little things that that can really make or break a footballer, can't they? I, it was um yeah it was it was all a big change. Um, as I said, I was I was pretty set on um. I was I wasn't set. I was sort of just going with going with the flow as um as many people do, just do their A levels, see what happens. So when I you know, come into, I mean, I've I've applied to sixth form, um, and when I've come in and said, oh, you know, I've said to all my mates, you know, I won't be coming in next year. I've um I've got a got a scholarship for Swindon. You know, it was it was um they were they weren't surprised because um they sort of knew what was happening but um it was it, it was a big change um you know going from just being a being a school kid to um being in being in um professional well professional environments full-time environments and um no the transition was it, i say it was a big change it was it was very easy for me um obviously i i knew jordan um i knew paolo quite well and we were all good friends. So, um, and well, at the uh, the additional thing going going into digs with Roger and Jean Reeves, uh, you know, a lovely family, and um, it it all felt like home within a few weeks. So it was great. Yeah. Let's talk football then. So let's talk about your your two years as in the under 18s Then, so who were your coaches during this time? Who were your biggest influences during during those two years? So. The coach when I was when I got my scholarship, the coach was um, Scott Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the under 18s coach, and that's that's who we thought 
was going to be our coach next season, but um, I think I think he got the job at Forest Green. Yeah. So he he went there, and um, Alan Alan McLaughlin took control of the 18s. And um, you know, as I said, Macca's um, Macca's been great to me from the start. Um, so it was it was good having a coach because I, I I didn't really know Scott. Um, it was so having Macca as the coach, it was it was great. He taught me a lot. Um, can, it's it's intimidating coming up and um you know not really expecting uh, or knowing what to expect. So um, uh, Mac was great, always has been from the start. Uh, we, we still keep in contact. He uh, even uh, you know now I'm playing in Poland. He's um he's uh, still checking in on me, making sure I'm doing the right stuff. In my first year uh, scholar, we had um. Uh, former Swindon player and Andy Rowland. Yeah, he came in for a bit. He was um, doing a bit of coaching, helping out. I remember. Um, I mean, he was he was a great guy. He was always so good to um, to us players. People were asking him questions, um, and uh, even though it was um, short lived, he was only um, coaching for a few months. I I, um, I have good memories of of when he was um, when he was about. Yeah, Andy Rowland, major name in Swindon history, as is Adam McLaughlin, of course. Adam McLaughlin scoring a winner. I bet he's mentioned that a few times. Um, yeah, yeah, only a few times. <laughs> so when you're playing in the two-year setup, what are your objectives as an individual and as a team? There's a league table, so there's there's always a competitive edge to it, and um, everyone likes winning. So, um, you know, all the players, we, we all went out to win, but... Um, it was mainly uh, there was a lot of focus on learning, and um, we had we had analysis of games, we had uh, analysis of other teams, pre-match analysis, and it was I, I keep I keep saying this, but it was different for me instead of just turning up. Oh, who are we playing today? Oh, we're playing this. So knowing like the other team's style of play and you know adapting to it, it was um no, it was first first year scholar uh, especially was um. Was a major major learning curve. Um, with everyone, everyone was focused on winning, and you don't really notice it at the time because um, you know every every Saturday you just go out to win. But um, no, you learn a lot as you go along, and um, especially in that first year, you know that first um, season of of being in academy, I, I picked up so much, um, you know, about even knowing it. And is this 2016-17 season? Yeah. Yeah, 16-17 season. season. So what we talk in there, so that's, you know, older players. Jordan Simpson would have been there. You'd have yeah. Tommy yeah. Aldridge, Sol Price, Scott Twine, Callum Gunner, players like that, wasn't it? Yeah, only a few names of a, of a good team. Yeah, we had, you know, Jack Stanley, Will Christopher, who, um, who uh, we linked up again at Melksham. Mm. Yeah, we had, um, we had a good team. Scott Twine was scoring 30 goals a season. Jordan Young was um was in and out with the first team, so um no, he was um it was a, it was a good team that uh, sixteen seventeen season. Yeah, one of the key things behind the under eighteens really is it's a lot of local games, isn't it? So you got to play in a fair few derbies, Bristol Rovers, Cheltenham, Oxford, of course, and we even beat Oxford in the youth setup when you were playing for 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 Swindon, which is a lot more than our seniors can do. And even for a while, our our, our under eighteens were struggling against them. So you even got a, a win against them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, the Oxfords was all that was that was always the big one. You know, there was. Uh, you know the the first team of a major rivalry, and um, you know it trickles down through the academy. Um, 
So Oxford was always the one where, you know, the, the boys were like, you know, we got to win this. And um, if I look back, the games versus Oxford, they all, they always were the best games. And, um, you know, more often than not, Swindon came out on top in these under-18 fixtures. <laughs> I think you even scored in one. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I think it was creeping towards the end of the game, maybe the 80th, 80-something minute. Um, yeah, went up for a corner and uh, volleyed one home, yeah. Lovely stuff. That's Cashy Anderson. Five additional minutes. Mullen. It's Matt Taylor. And it's gone through the keeper. The old wise head delivers. Forest Green's party getting crashed. Swindon Town, the neighbours from down the road, are ruining Forest Green's big, big night. You're listening to the Low Strangers podcast. Proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. Come on, Swindon! <laughs> it's getting to the tail end of your two years, or maybe even be earlier than that, when you begin to get integrated into the first team setup. So, at what point were... I mean, this is David Flickcroft now, isn't it? So, at, at what point were the senior coaches looking at the under 18s and seeing what they could grab for the first team well, it was um the first uh experience i had with first team football was um was uh, when uh, luke williams was the manager and right. uh, it was uh, it was only it was only training sessions you know we'd have um uh it sometimes get a few under 18s for his um his training sessions but these are these are good experiences um i remember one time it was um the this this season, you know, the first team weren't doing doing so great. There was it was it was a, re- a really really cold day, and uh, there was and it was an emergency meeting. But um, you know, and after after training, you know, sort of review, and it it went on and on, and they were just it was it was freezing, and it, this is this is what I remember, and it was um I was I was there, I was young, I was probably. 16 at the time first training session with um with you know with the big boys and it was just this is this is you know what you remember the, the first few times and you learn so much you know playing with these players um no it is good it is good yeah who who were what, what are the senior players like with with the 16 year olds when they come in to help out in training um i i don't have any bad memories of um coming up um First few times I was there was um it was uh, me and uh me and Deck Lehman were, were chosen to train um and uh you know they were training and um, we were training them uh Wilton Bassett at the time and uh, Nathan Nathan Thompson was the captain the first team were training at different times to the 18 so we had uh we, you know we had to sort our own lifts to training and stuff I remember me and me and Deck were you know how are we gonna get there how are we gonna get there? Nathan Thompson already had already had it all sorted for us um you know he uh, he took us to training as club as club ca- uh, club captain you know he, he doesn't have to do all this stuff but um yeah. you know he's he's the, he's the big the big dog around the area but um no he, he nathan thompson was great he looked after us um i think he even bought us some skills on the way back but um, <laughs> no it, it, he he was great and um he uh, he, he really made I'm, I'm sure i'm not the only one but he made um made the 18s feel for at home whenever they came up. Yeah, that's the sort of stuff we don't see with with footballers, the way they sort of interact behind the scenes, so to speak. And oh, Deck Layman, he's done all right for himself recently, hasn't he? He's got a sweet little uh, 
gig over in America with college now? Yeah, we, um, me and Dax still speak. Um, yeah, he's, he's over, I think he's at Tiffin University, yeah. carrying on his, um, carrying on his football and, um, education. And, um, maybe there's a shot for him for a future in America, maybe in the MLS. Who knows? Uh, I, hope he do- I hope he does good. Yeah. So, well, well let's, let's, let's go to the David Flitcroft era now then. So, it's, Football League Trophy. Football League Trophy is a, is a funny thing because it's hated by the fans. But for young footballers, it must be amazing because it gives you guys the opportunity to be a part of a match day squad, doesn't it? Yeah, I remember um, my first experience of a match day first team was, um, you know, being part of the being part of the team was. Um, I think it was Wickham at home in in the the. the the Czech Trade Trophy, I'm not sure what, yeah. what it's called now, but um, uh, no, it, it is great. It's um, uh, I didn't I didn't go onto the pitch, but you just learn so much. You watch the game, you know, um, you're nervous obviously because you don't know if you're going to get on, but um, no, it's, to a fan, you know, oh, Czech Trade Trophy, Czech, but to a to a youth team player, it's oh, you know, I'm with the first team, you know, you see you see your uh, you see your name and your number on the back of a shirt, and you're like. You know, this is um, this is a you know step up, and um, it it these these sort of games, you know, where you can you can afford to put in put in the youth team players. Um, you know, it's 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 so valuable. Um, and uh, you know, I, these uh, I think I played you know, played a couple of games in the Czech trade, but you learn you learn so much from from these games, and um, you know, being this is normally the way. <coughs> excuse me. These are normally the way. You know, players are you know, you know, youth team players are drip fed into the first team, and um, to play in to play in these games is a is a good sort of you know, it, it, it's um it's hard to say, but um it because you know it's it's not a league game, yeah. There's so a, um, it's a it's a good sort of transition into the first team. It's it's a good motivation, it's isn't it? It's a good bit of it's just a good bit of competitive experience. You, you're still taking the same. You know, coach journey as you would if it was a league game. It's just, it's just a little bit more relaxed, isn't it? The the, the football league trophy, um, and like you say, there you did Wickham and you did Bristol Rovers away. I was at that Bristol Rovers away game. That was a good game. Um, I think Woolery scored that. That yeah, yeah, well, yeah. ran the whole pitch to score. Lovely stuff. And I, I get, I get it. I, I get why people hate the competition, but I also see its worth as well. I know people don't like the under twenty ones being in there, but. I think if they just relaxed some of the rules and turned it into more of, for want of a better phrase, a development competition where, you know, teams like Swindon can also bring in players from the under-18 setup instead of having to play six or seven or eight players from the previous game, I think there would be a lot more worth for all parties, if you ask me. Um, because you are beginning to see plenty of decent names coming out of these tournaments and going on to play in the Premier League. I mean, I, I, I know for a fact that I saw Declan Rice play for West Ham. Um, Chelsea have had a you know a good few players that have played in it. Uh, Tariq Lamptey played against Swindon last year. He's now playing for Brighton in the Premier League. So it does have its worth. It's just it's just a bit of a nonsense, some of the rules, I think. No, and I, you know, I understand. Um, this is from a fan's point of view. I understand why... It doesn't really have the appeal of um, you know the other competitions, but um, for a player, you know, it's, this is you know, oh, you know, we got a check trade game in a few weeks. You know, you you, you want to be playing in this because um, mm. 
because that that is your you know your realistic chance um at um uh professional football and uh you know you say you say all these names i mean the, they they play in these competitions and they 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 push on and they go on to great things yeah yeah your your first squad number is quite a low one for uh, for an under 18s player you you, you i think what was it 23 was your first squad number yeah 23 no yeah, yeah. that was Normally like thirty-seven or forty-one or something like that, but no, you got a nice a nice twenty-three, which is not too bad at all. What was your relationship with with David Flickcroft like? David Flickcroft gave me um, you know that that first appearance, for, um, well not appearance, that first match day squad appearance for um against Wickham in in the Czech trade. You know he was he was always good to me. He he, he talked to me. Um, he uh, he had me he had me for training. This is towards the end of my second year scholar. Well, not towards the end of it. The start of my uh, second year, he was getting me in, getting me in for training quite a bit. He was, um, he, he kept me involved in the first team, and he was always, he was always good to me. He gave me the, the first taste of first team football, and um, that's something you don't forget. No, absolutely not. And he, and I mean, you had front row seats for one of the best goals Swindon has seen in many, many years. Yeah, I, th- I think, um, I think I know which one. You're talking <laughs> well, about. We're, we're talking Wickham Matt, away. It was a loss. Yeah, Matt Taylor oh. at Wickham. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt, Matt Taylor's goal. Was, um, I remember what I meant. I mean, it was a loss, um, but it was just unbelievable watching that. From uh, you know, he really had a special left foot, and um, that that was a uh, you know front front row seats. I mean, I remember. I think that game was you know pretty, pretty mad actually. I think it was three three goals in the first ten minutes or something, yeah. and um, and then Matt Taylor pulls that out. Uh, so that was a you know these these are the games that you're. Um, you know, you're on the bench, but it's uh, you're on the edge of your seat, and you're like, it's 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 like being a fan, pretty much. Yeah. You just you're watching it, and just you're just going, you know, you're, what what a game, what a game. Unbelievable, and yeah, David Flickcroft leaves shortly after that game. To be honest, only a few more weeks later. I mean, we played Mansfield. <laughs> At the start of the month, you were on the bench for that as well, and then they they went and took him up there, and and that was quite a bit of pill to swallow for Swindon fans. It's kind of I think it's more sort of a kick in the old sort of nuts as far as your sort of state of worth is because you know Swindon have lost managers to West Ham to Newcastle to 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 Chelsea, and now we've lost a manager to Mansfield Town, and you know that is with. You know that that that's never going to go down well. Um, and then in came Phil Brown. Now in comes Phil Brown, and he is the man that, although Flickcroft had you on the bench, although Luke Williams had you in training, Phil Brown's the man that gave you your debut. So you disappear from the senior squad, at least the bench, for a couple of weeks, and then at the end of the season, which isn't rare for managers to start looking at younger players. You go straight into the lineup, don't you? So, I mean, before we get to the Grimsby game, what was your reaction when Phil Brown came in? Uh, the, the, the departure of um, David Flickroff, um, it, it, it was, it, it, it did come out of nowhere. I remember, you know, the players didn't didn't really know much about it, mm. and um, but then in came in came Phil Brown, and um, he he had me in uh, with the first team from the start. He um, he always. You know, was he was he was great to me as well. He obviously gave me my first, he gave me my first appearance, which um you don't forget. But um, like Phil Phil Brown was great to me, and I mean he really transitioned me into um from an from an under 18s player into you know um 
you know, you're you're with us now. You know, yeah. this is you know, you're you're a first team player, and you made made me really feel like one of one of the squad. Yeah, in terms of all of you and your second years in the under 18s it's it's an awful time for there to be a change of manager because you know if you're doing well under Flickcroft or Flickcroft's bringing you in you never know what the next manager will do do you so it it comes it's probably quite a relief to you that he shares Flickcroft's opinion of you and you are integrated into the uh, into the first team setup no it's good because obviously um as a scholar you you sort of just you have to watch what's going on. You can't you can't do anything about it. I mean, you, if you, if you're not training with the first team, it's you know, sort of it's um it's a bit harder to impress. So yeah. um, when Phil Brown came in and um you know got me in from the start, it was um it was really my opportunity to um to show him you know I'm I want to be I want to be here. I'm 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 already here for a reason and um you know for him to. Uh, you know, um, put me in for a few few games towards the end of the season, and um, that really, uh, you know, that backed up his his trust that he had in me. And I think you know that's really highlighted in the fact that you start your your league debut against Grimsby Town at home. You know, it, it, was, it was a weird game. I mean, it was a nil nil game. I was at this one, and I'm I'm pretty sure they they got a dodgy penalty, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um... It was me and Ryan McGiven at centre back. It was it was it was a different game for me. Obviously, my first appearance in first team football, um, and I, I remember just oh, I was I was so excited. I just wanted wanted to get the game started. And once you're out there, you know you have you have a look about. You know you, oh you know this is good. You're excited, but um, once once the ball's rolling, it's um you're fully focused, and it's just another game. But um, no, as you said. Finished one 0 Grimsby. They they got they got. I mean, the penalty. It wasn't. I don't think contact was made. It was outside the box. I'm not sure how the referee came to came to the judgment. There was a pen, but um, you know, it happened, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 bitter. You know, knowing I got robbed of a debut clean sheet, but um, I just got, just got to move on with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is an outrageous decision. I, it, even at the time, it looked like he just kicked the ground and fell down, and and it was given and right on half time as well. It was, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was really, really weird because it was quite quiet that game because the season was just, you know, I'm watching it now actually, and it, it's it's never a penalty in a million years. No, never, never. <laughs> and um, and I remember hearing the scream of the person falling over, and you kind of expected the referee to blow up to book him. It really was that blatant, and um, it never happened. But you know, it gives it gives food for thought because we were pretty solid that day. Not much happened, and you didn't look out of place in that lineup at all. And then you played on the final day. You came on during the um, game against Accrington Stanley, and this time it was Jordan Edwards, your old teammate, um, with uh, with the wonderfully Californian name, um, but. Jordan Edwards started in that game and it was his only appearance for Swindon and he played pretty much the entire match and he looked okay as well and it was a surprise that I ne- that we never saw him in any competition for Swindon again. I'm I'm just as surprised as you are. He's a very 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 talented um talented player and um it's a shame because um he did have a lot to offer. Yeah. Uh, I think the fans his style of football, you know, he's very direct, uh tricky player, likes to step over. No, the fans, the fans would have, um, you know, taken to him. They would have liked him. So it's a shame. 
he'll probably, you know, you know, he's um sort of a it's a it's a what if situation, you know, because you know what if he played a few more games, he probably would have would have made a name for himself. But um, you know, sometimes it happens to a lot of people. Yeah, they don't they don't get the opportunity, and um, a very talented player just fizzles out yeah he absolutely did not look out of place in that game at all so I sort of expected both yourself and Jordan to to kick on at this point did you already know that you were going pro or did you still have to have that that nerve-wracking day where you all get called up so I I, I do remember the um the well it was um we, we called it we called it uh d-day mm-hmm. decision day um I was aware of my situation you know I was I had a um, contract for next season but it's still you know you you've you've as Jordan and uh, Paolo especially I've known I've lived with these boys for two years I've known them for longer and you know you get to you get to know them and they become they become mates and uh, you 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 want them all you know you want you want them to come out of it and say yeah we all got a contract but you know it's not going to happen so even though I was sorted and it is a People say it's a selfish game, um, but um, no, I remember, I remember, um, you know, the players coming out and saying, you know, um, you know, I, did, I, I didn't get a contract in this. Um, it is gutting. It's um, you know, really, really sad moment. Yeah, yeah. My memory is that when when your name started emerging through, you know, under 18s results, scoring goals, featuring in the uh, on the bench in the football league trophy. I mean, the big highlight for you is your name. You've got a badass surname, Joe. Really, really solid surname for the English Football League. So, like when Lukas Djukovic um, played for us, you know, Giamatti is with us now. If you have a cool name, you got me fully on board. So, you know, pre-season 2018, you you play in every single pre-season friendly that, that's, that summer. Um, all the standard ones. But you also got to play against Ben Fika at St. George's Park. It's a standard question for me. What was that like? That, that was great. It was um, sun, sun, growing up Sunday league. You know, you never, you never played against. You never even thought about playing against these teams. Um, you know, Swindon. It, it gave me the opportunity. You know, within a few weeks. You know, talking about under 16s again. I was, I was playing against Arsenal and you know uh, similar teams. And um, it's it's just it's so different. And um, Benfica. You know, a, a European you know giant sort of. Um, to play against them in the game, it was um no, it was, it was a great experience. Um, it, it, I remember it. It was um I played sixty seventy minutes, yeah. and um you know I remember coming off at two 0 and um knowing like you know these are these are these are you know Europe's Europe's elite, you know the, the top players, and um to have a to have a you know a sparring match with them, a battle was um. You know, I went home happy. It was a good game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they dismantled us, of course. But, but I mean, they had six, seven, eight, nine, ten um, internationals in, in their in their squad, including, like, Pizzi, who played for uh, Portugal. Uh, I remember seeing him play for Espanyol. Uh, loads, loads of players there, and it's just a good experience. So, what, what was your... What was your objective that summer? Were you looking to potentially be a first teamer, or were you looking to be like one of the seven on the bench on a weekly basis, or were you just sort of were you just filling in the voids until they brought in a, a senior replacement? So, um, you know, I had a, I had a good pre preseason. I was involved. You know, I knew it was good for me, but um, I didn't. I I didn't expect. 
and I didn't really um, think I was going to be playing every game. Um, so when um when you you know when I was involved in um you know sort of at the start of that season I was involved in quite a few games. It was um it was it was it was good because um you know Phil Brown I said from the start made me feel like one of them one of you know one of the players. But um, no, he he stuck me. You know he stuck with me. You know for even to the next season and um no it was it was good to be playing all these games and um at um such an early early point in the season. Yeah. It's quite. It's. I mean, in terms of the squad, there was always plenty of experience and and youthfulness in there as well. I mean, what were the players like around you during pre-season when you were integrating as a first-year pro? Um, obviously, um, I knew quite a few of the players from uh, from from the last season, and you, you get to know them. So I, when I was going up to that first-year pro, I felt like uh, you know one of one of the team. One uh, member of the team, anyway. Um, so it was, um, it was, it was pretty easy to me to integrate. You know, I was towards the end of that second year scholar. I was, um, I was, I was full time with the first team anyway. So I just sort of carried over. You know, you had, you had a few weeks off at summer, and um, next week you just you, you're back on it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, this time you you've got the, the contract which says you're a professional player and not. Um, not a youth team player, so that's that. That was sort of the only difference. Yeah. Okay. In the early stages of the season, you're pretty much if you're not playing, you're on the bench, aren't you? So you you're very much in the setup early early doors. Um, but you know, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about Tramier at home because uh, <laughs> um, it's a massive, massive day um, for you, a massive moment, and a bloody great way to end the game. Um, the scene is set two nil down early on against Tramier and we begin to fight back, don't we? Um, it's just, it was, a, it was a really weird game. August, 2018, Swindon three, Tramier Rovers two. Adebayo gets one back to make it two, one at half time. Then Alzate scores and then Swindon really are pushing at that stage. And then, and then Joe, we get a corner, don't we? Yeah, we um, yeah, we get a corner, but um, you know, before that happened, um, you know, so it, it was a weird game, you know, um, two nil down. It's not easy, you know, it's not easy. I mean, especially, I think that was my first start of the season. It was um, you know, hard. You know, you you uh, you, you're not trained for these moments, but you sort of, you know, you know that they're bound to happen at some point in a, in a career. So you just got um, really, you know. Uh, you know, focus. You know, forget it happened, and um, you know, we 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 pulled a few back. We had them on the back foot. We get a corner, and um, the rest is uh, let's just let's just say the rest is history. <laughs> no, we're not. I mean, the the, the the turning point really is Jay Harris gets sent off, doesn't he? And the most stupid decision by him, if I remember rightly. But yeah, he gets sent off early on, and that really does give Swindon the ability to uh, to yeah, he kicks out, doesn't he? So. Jay Harris gets sent off and we, we, we scramble back. But let's talk about that corner because I can make it sound amazing and I will. So it's played to Michael Doughty. He gives the ball to Matt Taylor. His through ball finds Ozarte, who has a little think about running in, but he sees you unmarked about 10 yards from goal centrally. 
And then you, Joe, you defy science by side-footing the shot onto your shin and it expertly bamboozles James Norwood and Scott Davis and nestles into the bottom corner. And the best thing about the goal is when it goes in, you are static because I think you're still bemoaning the side foot shot <laughs> as it goes in. Well, you know, that's exactly why I had um, That's exactly when I saw the ball rolling towards me. That's exactly why I planned, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was um, you know, two or three, two. Um, it was a great moment. And, um, you know, to see the, see the, the ball go over there, like, it all happened so slowly. I remember it was, you know, sort of trickling over. It went over and um, it sort of just, you know, you scored your first professional goal. You forget you forget how it happens um <laughs> it, it was a good moment and um you know to be a to be a winner it's um it's, it's even sweeter oh, it's just really nice to see like matt taylor who's a veteran in his in his sort of tail end of his career and he's got his arms up ready to celebrate he just doesn't know what's happening and <laughs> no he's, he's probably never seen anything like it <laughs> yeah. i don't think we had but it was it was it's just how it just the ricochet would have been stronger than the actual side foot if it if it went to plan. That's what's that's what's so incredible about it. And hey, I'd have watched that. I would have watched the highlights a hundred times that evening. I hope you did the same. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it didn't. You know, I was um, you know, in a in a normal situation. You know, that's just a you know a, a pass into the net. But you know, it happened the way it did, and um, pe- people remember it. You know, I mean, it's um, it, it's it's a it's a good goal. It's a good. It's a good talking point, and I'm, I'm glad it happened. Do you, I'm proud do, of it. Do you remember the dressing room after? I mean, is it one of those moments that if I scored that in five aside, I'd be mocked for it, even though it went in. You know, because you know, f- football is, you know, a bit mean sometimes. You know, even though you have a great moment, <laughs> you get you get a bit teased for it. Was, was that the case for you, or was it very much? Yeah, getting... yeah. It was. Um, there was a lot of. Oh, I can't believe you celebrated that. I mean, you know, I mean, some some of the boy, you know, the the, the fine to me were like, yeah, you're you're getting a fine for celebrating that. I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm, first first goal, I'm proud of it. It's, it's happened. Um, uh, I, but no, everyone everyone was buzzing for me, and um, anything that was said was a uh, was for a laugh, and it yeah. was great. It was it was a three two win from two 0 down. The boys are buzzing, relieved, emotions are high, and um, I remember, you know, just. The whole few hours after the game, you know, with the lads, it was great. It was, um, it was, it was a good experience. No, I, I won't forget it. Absolutely not, and and nor should you. I mean, I would have been topless in the in the town end if I would have scored exactly the same effort, and I would have taken the fine and the booking and everything that comes with that. So don't you worry about that. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the, the this part of the season where you're actively playing. You still you're in and out, aren't you? Uh, for the rest of, of Phil Brown's tenure, I mean that's probably um, you know where where it peaked. But um, you know I was I was involved um, even after Phil Brown, um, um, you know, uh, departed. Rich Wellens came in. I was I was always travelling with the team and um, occasionally getting on the bench, but um, you know occasionally not. But always on the hotel, nineteenth man, and there was um. From going to playing to being sort of, you know, someone's got to do it. But mm. you know, the, the the puppet role, you know, um, you're, you're there if, if 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 needed. It was um, it was you know a bit of a bummer for me, and um, uh, it, it was followed by a loan spell, which um, which is uh, what I needed at the time. Hello, I'm Anthony Grant, and you're listening to the Loathed Strangers podcast. 
Yeah, I mean, Richie Wellens comes in and, I mean, like you rightly point out, you don't play at all under Richie Wellens. You make the bench early on a couple of times and you are the 19th man, as you mentioned there. But this is where your time at Swindon begins to sort of drift away and you, you do what many first-year pros and, and second-year pros do, and that's go out on your loans. But your first loan is Bath City, which is a really good one, really, as far as standard of football is concerned. That's National League South, isn't it? So um, a, a good setup as well with a good ground for that level um, and a good opportunity for you to play games. Yeah, it was... Um... It, Bath City was a was a good um good loan for me, but um before that happened, I was I was on my way to um to Harrogate. It wasn't a you know a certain move, but um you know they were was um the plan was to play a play a trial game there and um maybe they take me on loan. But um, you know I was I think I was halfway up to Harrogate, you know getting ready for a game the next day, and um I got a um pulled over and um. Had um you know a ton of missed calls from uh from uh, Richie Wellens, uh, Alan McLaughlin, unknown numbers, which um turned out to be Jerry Jill, uh, Bath City manager, and um you know um after a few phone calls, um we all came to the decision that Bath City was was best for me, and it did end up being a being a a, a good good loan experience. I joined them, uh, you know they were fighting fighting for um for the playoffs. We um. We uh, made the playoffs uh, in my time. kept a uh, kept a load of clean sheets, playing you know every, every game and stuff. And um, Jerry Jill, uh, Jim Rollo, uh, great coaches as well. Um, really made me feel part of the team from straight away. And uh, no, Bath City was um, it was a good loan, and uh, you know um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I ended up there. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where it sort of what I love about what you've achieved so far because this is where the usual story is that you have another loan spell you see out your contract you get released and then you become a member of the Southern League non-league scene Richie Wellens never seems to have you in your in in the first team plans and you get a really good loan move to Melksham Town which when I say it's a really good loan move it, it felt like for people like me who follow the careers of Swindon players old and new, at the time, this felt like a real morale-boosting loan move because Melksham really took to you, didn't they? This was uh, the season after Bath. Yeah. Um, no, I thought I'd done well in pre-season, but um, you know, nothing changed. I wasn't, I wasn't playing. I wasn't, wasn't getting picked, uh, and it was. It was back at that, you know. Oh, isn't there? Um, it's 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 hard. So going to Melksham, it was um, it was only meant to be a a month a month loan just to just to keep me um, you know, they needed they needed some players. I needed game time. But you know, I went there. There was a click. Um, it's it's a it's a great club, and I ended ended up staying for a for a lot longer than um than a month. Yeah, because you went to Spain with Swindon as as well. Not every player went to Spain last year, did they? So the fact that you went must have been like, okay, well, I'm going on the tour, so that's okay. But it it, it just didn't seem to click at that time. No, I went obviously went on went on tour, and um, you know, not everyone went. There was um a few few disappointed people left behind, and um, it, it was it was good. I remember it was a good tour. Um, you know. The, Pre-season's always hard, but you know when you're playing in in the boiling hot heat, it's um, not easy. But um, no, it was it was 
you know, going on tour, you think, you know, you're going to be somewhere around the first team, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's the players he wants around it. But um, no, that didn't turn out not to be the case. Um, I, I did end up out on loan and um, Melksham, uh, ended up at Melksham, shall I say. And there was a, that was, um, you know, I started in, enjoying football uh, again, you know, going through a, hard spell of you know not really feeling wanted it was um it was good to be, end up there um richard fayer nathan rudge uh darren darren parrot and you know all the you know the you know the, the main faces of melsham they um they uh they took took me in treated me really well and um you know we um started you know winning games winning games uh loan kept getting extended month after month and um you know we went on um some something like twelve twelve games unbeaten, ten wins in a row or something and um you know, when when you're winning every week, you know, uh, you know, good wins as well. You know, we started in um when I first joined we were in we were in the bottom bottom two or three, you know. So when you're starting to put, put these put these results together and, you know, you you're watching yourself climb the table, it's um it's um, you know, why why would you wanna um, you know, not be part of this? Yeah. So it was um it was a great experience and to, you know, to carry on winning that just, um, you know, that's what, you know, kept me there because, um, you know, you, you can't really, you know, six games, you know, win. You don't really want to, you know, you want to carry that on and see how far you can take it sort of thing. Yeah. And and that's where we all expected you to end up because, you know, Malksham, especially within their social media, clearly were big fans of you. But then it begin to, began to emerge that that wasn't going to be the case because, you were going to be moving to Poland, and I'm going to try and pronounce it uh, Zagłębia Lubin. Is that right? Yeah, I've um, I, I've heard on previous podcasts um, that you you give it you give it a try, you give it a good try as well. Um, so Zagłębia Lubin. <sighs> See, now I was I was that is that first syllable. Everyone was telling me the first syllable was more of a Zag. It's uh, you know, there's a, there's a few Polish letters which um, you know, you think. <laughs> You think that's what they are, but they're not. The um, the L, the L with um with a line through it is a is a, is a W. Yeah. So I said Wem. So, I said Wem. So it was just the, I said Wembia. Uh, Connor Garrett, who does the uh, podcast, he told me it was a that was the case. So I knew that bit. It's just I, I fluffed my lines straight away. Oh well, never mind. No, you look at it, and um, yeah, any any English speakers would would look at that word and just go, you know, what the. <laughs> what what is this? You know, just go with Lubin. Yeah, I get you. Once once you um once you sort of you know you, you sort of know the sounds and stuff, it's like, it's not too bad. <laughs> okay, so how did this move come about? It was you know the season abruptly ended. Uh, everyone everyone knows why uh, the coronavirus was um was about um and uh, just before uh, you know the seasons were cut off um. I um I went I went to see Richie Wellens. I said you know because uh, I wasn't playing. I was I was on loan at the time. It didn't really seem like he had um you know m- many plans for me. So I just went and went and spoke to him. And said you know have you got because my contract was coming to an end. But have you got plans for me next year? And um he he was honest. He he uh he said um you know we we don't we don't have plans for you next year. So um that was the the um the start of looking looking for another club and um it was hard to start with you know if everyone's uh, you know oh when's the season going to return is the season going to return so you can't really can't really do anything you know you, you know you're not going to be at this club next year so um it gives you the um 
the head start to start looking, but no one's, well, no one, no club is looking for new players at this point because um, obviously they've got a load of load of current players on on the wage bill, you know, um, you know, and you don't know when when the season's going to end. But um, about Poland, they were pretty uh, pretty efficient with it, efficient with it, you know, within a within a few weeks of suspending the season, they were playing again. Um, they were getting a move on and. Um, these were the, the clubs which were, you know, showing interest, and um, you know, it's um, it's it's not easy because um, it's a, you know, it's um, it's a different country. You you need to think about these decisions, and obviously having having offers in um, in England as well. You know, I had um, decisions to make, and um, you know, me and me and my dad, we um, we covered pretty much every angle. We thought about it a lot, and um, I'm here, and um. I think um, this is this is the place to be for me anyway to to develop my future it, as, a, as a footballer. It is an amazing move. I'm a big fan of it because it's a dice roll. But as you, as you've mentioned already, you, your dad is from Poland. But I mean, did you spend much time as a kid in Poland? Do you speak much of the language, or are you over there really as a part of it is to learn the culture of your sort of heritage? So um. You know, my dad grew up born in Poland. Grew up in in a little village um, east of um, east of Krakow. Um, grew up a, a Wisla a Wisla Krakow fan, and um, you know he, he came over came over to England fairly early on in his um in his life. Well, it's obvious I got Polish roots, and I'm you know I'm a really uh, you know I'm really really um you know I'm really proud proud of it. Um, to be to be Polish is um you know it's a great thing. Um, you know, I came, I come over here. I've, I've always, I've, I've always loved the country. Um, I spent, uh, I've come here on many, many holidays. I've got family here, um, so it does, it does feel like a second home. My Polish is, is good, but it's not, it's not great. Shout out to um, Esther, uh, my online tutor, and um, Carol, um, who's, who's given me lessons. But um, no, it's, um, I can communicate with people, and um, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel out of out of place in this team so um no i've i've settled in really well and it's um it's, it's a good place to be yeah uh, and and in terms of football the objective at the moment is the second team is and that's around about the third or fourth tier isn't it this system is uh is similar to germany um you know that you have you have second you have second teams playing lower lower down in the leagues and um it is uh competitive football it's not some sort of you know an under 23s league where it doesn't really matter you know there is uh, promotions, relegations, you know, um, cups to be part of. So it's it's um it's like being part of a proper league. But um, you know, every, everyone here has got the got got the same goal, and that's um that is to kick on and um you know play in the first team. Yeah, yeah, and and do because you play in Liga Three. Do, do the first team watch your games as well? Because I know some second teams in Germany and Spain and so forth. You know they're very much separate. They're, other than like a handful of eighteen, nineteen-year-olds, they do have senior players who are third-tier players with no real prospects of going into the first team. Is that different in Poland? Is it very much you are there as a development player with a view to going into the first team? So um. Our, our squad is uh, very young. It's, um, it is pretty much a youth team squad and under under twenty under twenty three squad. Um, but um, you know, it's called the second team, and we play in play in a proper league. And um, no, it's um, you know, people people are making the jump. You know, uh, people have made the jump. Obviously, there's a, there's a few famous 
famous names linked to a to a Lubin as a club. You know, uh, you know, people are you know making the jump now. It's a, it's a very it's a very achievable thing. Bialek, you know, a, a young striker, never got to play with him. He made his name last year. You know, scored nine nine goals in nineteen games. You know, starting starting you know the season with with the second team come come out of nowhere really you know hit the ground running playing playing for the first team and now he's got um got himself a nice little move to the Bundesliga so it's it's, it's very it's very achievable to um you know all you need to do is work hard put put together a few few good games you know keep keep consistent with um with your training and good form and uh, you know it's it's exciting because you know you you look at these players making the jump. Uh, you know, people from from Lubin, you know, some they they go to, you know, you got Bialik, as I just mentioned, gone to Wolfsburg yeah. for uh, five million euros. You got um, Piszczek. I yeah, mean, he's had he's, had he's had a great great, great <laughs> career at Dortmund. It's all right. Yeah. Piontek, uh, another European, you know, um, another European, you know, good player. Is he, uh, is he the guy that played for for Milan, wasn't he? I think. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Started off. Uh, uh, he had a he had a stint at Lubin. Um, yeah. never never played for the for the first team, but um, um, you know he's came from Lubin, part of the academy, and uh, uh, playing for Napoli now, uh, doing doing really good for himself. So there is a there's a lot of big names linked with this club, and um, you know the the good thing is it is it's, it's achievable. You know we have we have all the we have all the facilities here. It is great as you know. Um, as a as a as a club, you know they've 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 got everything sorted. There's seven pitches, two two astroturf pitches. Uh, there's gym on site. There's a where I'm staying now. There's a hotel for the players. You know, so you know training's you know, a hundred meter walk, and um, it is f- football, football, football. There's always there's always football going on. Uh, like under eight under eighteen, under fifteens playing. Playing games, there's a, there's a game later. Actually, I'll probably go and watch uh, Lubin playing Wrocław in an under 18 derby, and then um, after that, I'll probably go and watch the first team play uh, Krakowia. So there's always football going on. There. It is um, it is um, a really really good place to be if you um, if you if you if you're focused on on making a career in football. Fantastic, and it sounds like you're enjoying it. No, it's great. Um, I've settled in really well. The players have made me feel part of a team uh pretty much straight away and um you know it's um it is a good place to be we're still uh, the weather's the weather's still good here we're still clinging on to um to the last last strings of summer before <laughs> before the half the harsh winter of um the harsh polish winter but no it is it's good at the moment and um uh I, you know I, I really really do see myself uh kicking on and um hopefully making making a name and in the extra castle amazing and I, I really hope that's the case okay well let's let's wrap things up with my usual sort of closing questions which are swindon centric so first question who who are the best players that you played alongside at swindon the, um i think the most the most talented player was probably um alzat uh alzate yeah. you know he's he's i mean it's pretty obvious he's gone on to to do some pretty good things made us uh Columbia debut. Um playing for playing playing for Brighton now against against the best players in the world. So he sticks out, but I've played with, you know, many, many skillful players. Jordan Edwards, as we we talked about him earlier, great feet. Uh very tricky player and um you know they're they're, they're probably the two that, that stand out. 
Yeah, fantastic. And and because you're so young, I'm not going to sort of do my usual what your memory, what your standout memories of Swindon. But my final question to you is: What element of your time at Swindon do you still hold on and maintain of and think about when you are playing in Poland? I enjoyed the majority. I enjoyed my my Swindon career as a whole. But the bits that stick out to me is probably my my second year scholar. You know, coming through making you know sort of making a name for myself excuse me uh, making a name for myself and um you know it was just the, the balance of playing football every day with your mates you know uh you know doing something with it as well you know making you know uh making appearances for the first team so it's sort of that was the borderline of um enjoying football you know as uh because you know you're still part of a youth team youth team setup you know with your mates playing with your mates every day um going to college with your mates is is great it is um no those those were really happy times but then making the, making the progression into the first team uh you know probably came at the right time for me um I, fe- I felt like I was I was ready for it and um no that was that was a good time in my career and I, that's that's probably the bit that you know stands out to me lovely stuff the, trans- well, the transition yeah fantastic well I've really enjoyed this I'm going to try it again Joe Romanski Jenki Janky, janky. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it very much. The Low Strangers is a Swindon Town podcast proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. The music was created by the great Matthew Kilford and the artwork was designed expertly by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.